At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. TheChairShot.com TheChairShot.com Always, always use your head. You are now listening to ChairShot Radio. Always use your head. Oh, yeah, here it is, Tuesday, and that means one thing. That means Patrick O'Dowd and David Ungar here doing Chair Shot Radio Hockey Talk here on the Chair Shot Radio Network, a part of the ChairShot.com, where we encourage you to always use your head. TheChairShot.com, always use your head. And we are a couple of weeks removed from a hockey talk as Dave had some stuff to do on recording day Saturday. And so if you didn't catch it, go back and check out last Tuesday's Chair Shot Radio. I had Aesop Mitchell on and we did our second ever 5 by 5 where we covered our five best and five worst HBO original programs. Dave, did you have a chance to listen to any of that show? Because I was really proud of that. I, I actually liked our list quite a bit. I, I did not get a chance to listen to that. I you are a failure so. as a co-host, I sir. I probably am. That's true. If, if you were to name your all-time top HBO program, though, what what would you what would be the top of your list? Like, are, were you like a Sopranos guy? Because you love those the, the mob shows, mob movies, that sort of thing. Probably, and I'm only halfway through the whole damn thing. But uh, I, Game of Thrones is just what I've seen so far stands out. I know I'm going to be disappointed at the end, but what I've seen so far, you know, Game of Thrones is one of those series that that speaks to our nerd proclivities. Well, can, can, can I tell you something funny about that? Game of Thrones was on both my best and worst list. <laughs> like. Seasons one through six on the best, and then the back end on the worst. Yeah, not even not even one through six. One through three, like up through the red wedding, is some of the like I said this on the on the five by five was some of the best television ever, and I shared this on the show, and I'll share it again this week. This is a little messed up, but when I'm kind of feeling low, I'll go on YouTube and watch compilations of people videotaping their friends and family reacting to the red wedding scene. Because I find it kind of hilarious because it's definitely like somebody who knows what's going to happen filming somebody who has no clue what's going to happen. And it's kind of priceless. It's um, yeah, it's one of those moments that their re- reactions vary, but they're generally not 
<laughs> from shock to disgust to just absolute terror. So I, right, I can relate. When the, yeah, when you get to the point of like, where do you go from here? That was kind of the tough part um, for HBO in the series, and, and it really it does. It jumps off a cliff in a big way. Like it jumps the shark hard, but. That was last week. Go back and check out last week if you didn't give it. Give that a listen. Uh, my number one show, by the way, was Tales from the Crypt, which uh, I talked about in my youth. Was dedicated like that was appointment television for me of a weekend catching up. I would honestly have to like sit down and, and like and like th- and like research it and think. I mean, when I was a kid, like Inside the NFL was the greatest thing that I'd ever seen. And that was all HBO. And I think it was a uh, Len Dawson and Nick Bonacotti back in the day. And I mean, every week just, just to, cause that's the only way you'd really get the highlights. They didn't have like sports center, which fed you everything, you know, Sunday at evening. Uh, so you'd have to watch that like once a week to catch everything. And, you know, just seeing your own team on the highlight thing was when they were actually doing well, was a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I, I can appreciate that. So, that was last week. This week, we are going to return to Hockey Talk. We are we, we have to talk about what's going on in the world today, and specifically the Ukraine, as um, one of your top hockey players is very closely connected to that situation. And so, you know, first part of the show, we're going we're gonna to talk about that a little bit, talk about Alex Ovechkin, because he did he – did, He's been interviewed and he's been asked questions about it and he's put out statements and it's really it's 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 really interesting stuff. And then we will on the back half of the show, of course, just kind of do a once around the league as as I said before we recorded, I'm just going to start disparaging my team every chance we get, because apparently that's what the St. The St. Louis Blues listened to Hockey Talk and heard Patrick O'Dowd said that they weren't going to make the playoffs because they're just a team primed to fail and they probably won have won four out of their like last five. So that's, that's, I guess my responsibility to the team. Uh, but before we get into any of the hockey talk and before we get into talking about Ovi, we are going to head into our first commercial break. Uh, and then when we come back, we're going to be a little heavy for the first part of hockey talk. Before we talk some standings, you are listening to Chairshot Radio Hockey Talk on the Chairshot Radio Network, a part of the Chairshot.com. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grimly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. 
you made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Let's get to it. Uh, I think everybody knows by now that we have a, a devastating world event happening in Europe. Uh, the you know Russia has moved forward with an invasion of the Ukraine. Political opinions as to to who you know America's role and responsibility, notwithstanding, it's it's a pretty ugly scene there, and. It's one that I think is uniquely tied to hockey because of the connection of Eastern European countries and and the amount of players that are either native to the Ukraine, to Russia, uh, Yugoslavia, just all of these countries, Czechoslovakia, they're all, you know, those are all major major sources of players at the NHL and probably there, I don't want to say probably, but there's no bigger figure uh, in hockey from Russia than your Washington Capitals all-star Alex Ovechkin. And this past Friday, he, he made his first comments following Russia's invasion of the Ukraine. And to give people a little bit of context prior to this, uh, his, Notable in regards to Russia uh, and Vladimir Putin were supportive. Uh, In 2017, he campaigned on behalf of Putin, Uh, and so this was a this was a pretty big deal and something that I'm sure he felt he needed to do. Uh, Basic, and, and here's the thing: is he he kind of straddles a fine line here. His, his family lives in Russia. He's playing hockey in a country that is opposing Russia's invasion of the Ukraine, and so it's natural that he, as this big star, he's going to be the one who gets asked a lot of questions. And you know, on Friday, he was asked whether he supports the invasion. He said, and "I'm going to quote him here: I'm Russian, right? It's." not something I can control. It's not in my hands. I hope it's going to end soon and there's going to be peace in both countries. I don't control this one. He said, he went on to say, obviously it's a hard situation. I have a lot of friends in Russia and Ukraine and it's hard to see the war. 
I hope it's going to be over and there's going to be peace in the whole world. So, and then he goes on to talk about how his family, um, have been in Moscow, um, but he didn't talk about where or if they're still going to stay in Russia or anything like that. And so, Dave, I'm going to turn this over to you because I think you, uh, obviously, as a as a follower of the Capitals, you're going to be the one who um, probably is a little more plugged in. And, and I don't know how much of Washington media you've been following, D.C. media um, and coverage of this, but your thoughts on Alex Ovechkin and really like his role in his statement uh, with regards to the situation in the Ukraine. Well, I think, um, you know, when you talk about Alex Ovechkin, you're probably talking about not just hockey, the most recognized Russian pro athlete in the world right now. I mean, you go across all the sports and if you really think about it, Alex stands out as number one. Um, yeah. I, I mean, for years, the capitals have been synonymous with Russia. We've had a, a plethora of Russian players, you know, Evgeny Kuznetsov, Russian player, um, you know, Ilya Samsonov, one of the goalies, Russian players. So that's been traditionally the caps, you know, ha- have been tied to Russia for a long time. But I-, I thought Alex handled the situation as well as you could really hope for, because like you indicated, he has been a supporter of Putin in the past. His Instagram account has a picture of him and Putin together. Um, I-, I dare say you could even call them friends. So I it's 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 hopeful to me that maybe in some you know i and i know this is probably fantasy land but uh maybe putin sees somebody who he probably respects like alex ovechkin saying hey look you know we need peace we need to i can't control this but i hope this ends soon maybe that in some small way gets through to him i doubt it but you know i think uh, alex handled it as well as he could like you said he straddled a fine line he stopped short of condemning putin but at the same time calling for peace calling for an end of the war. And, and that's really probably the best you could hope for um, from a high profile athlete in, in a really put into a difficult spot, certainly. So I, I, I liked his response. I thought it was um, it's responsible of him to say something. I mean, the worst thing he could have done was to keep quiet and not say anything. Cause he's, he's the target. You know, everybody wants to know, what do you think of this thing? This is your, your friend who's doing this. And, and I thought, I thought he handled it pretty well and brought some, brought some attention to it so you know i i was uh happy to see him handle it the way he did right this is something that other you know russian athletes everywhere are are trying to find ways to make statements and i think one of the other important things to remember is as as i noted when i when i first talked about this alex ovechkin has family still living in russia his like his wife and children live in russia and this is a regime, whether you agree with the, their politics or not, this is a regime that is known for responding very strongly to people who speak out against the government. And it really is a legitimate risk for Ovechkin's family for him to outright condemn Vladimir Putin if that's what he wants to do. Uh, there went away the there's a real risk for him and his family if he if he outright condemns vladimir putin and, and he's not the only athlete that's alone in this uh i was talking about there's a tennis tournament in dubai 
uh, and I can't remember the name of the Russian player, but he advanced to the finals. And after advancing, he walks up to the camera and he wrote something to the effects of end, end this war or um, stop, stop war, no he war. Said, something he said no the- war peace on the camera lens. Right. Uh, and, and again, that's a risk in, in that country. Um, to to resist that government is a risk. And so uh, I think I'm like everyone else. Uh, all right, so the Russian hackers have continued to get into my Skype feed. They don't like what we have to say. Bottom line, athletes are in a bad spot. It's, t- it's tough at, to make any sort of statement. And hopefully this conflict gets resolved sooner rather than later because a lot of innocent people are suffering. Let's move on. I got one other topic I wanted to talk about today. I sent you this in our uh, chat around the 22nd of February, and it is um, it was a statement from the NHL Public Relations. So back on the 21st, the Colorado Avalanche were playing the Boston Bruins. And the Bruins were and this was in Boston, the Bruins were taking care of business. They were up 5-1 to one on Colorado. And after a face-off, and I don't even know the context of what happened, but after a face-off at center ice, as the play is, the, the face-off is won by Boston, players are skating away, a Colorado Avalanche player whacks the shit out of the official in the leg with the stick, slashes the crap out of it, causes this huge uproar, and the NHL released the following statement. The safety of our on-ice officials is and has always been of paramount importance to us. In this regard, we have always exercised a zero-tolerance policy when it comes to any form of abuse of our officials. Last night, one of our officials was struck by a player with a stick immediately after a face-off. We immediately investigated the incident and having confirmed with the on-ice officiating crew and the NHL Officials Association, it has been determined that the player's intention was not to strike the official, but rather to initiate contact with the opposing player. Given this conclusion, it has been determined that no further discipline is necessary. The decision should in no way be seen as a diminution of our steadfast conviction to protect our officials. Dave, I sent you the video. This is some bullshit. Yeah, I'm watching it right now, and I no. I mean, no is the correct answer. Yeah, I, I mean there there is a Bruin guy skating away from him, but it, he's pretty. Hey, that's no. That's just a, a major stretch to try and who who was it? Was it Kadri who did this? Uh it's hard to tell from the video. Um, and I didn't. To, to get a, a good look look i didn't yeah, look at it I, I mean it, it's it's clear that he's i mean if he's trying to get the other player then you're like fucking two seconds too late dude because it's like almost out of the face-off circle before you're actually like swiping at him and even if you are then that's intentional contact with another player which you know is is yes a slashing penalty but it should have been I, I mean if you're not going after the official then you're and you are going after the other guy should be a suspension you know, where's the, uh, where's right. the, where's the league stepping in and saying, Oh, you weren't going after the official. Oh, you were deliberately trying to whack this other guy. And what I found really interesting about this statement from the NHL is that they do say they checked in with the officiating crew and like 
I guess what's your mentality? I don't understand how the officiating crew on the ice could look at that and be like, oh, no, that was just a hockey play. Like, <laughs> is, that, is that some tough guy bullshit? Like, what's going on there? And we've talked about repeatedly how the NHL is kind of a fucking joke these days as, a, as an organization, whether it's allowing Arizona to play in a child's hockey rink or, you know, just their their poor their poor job penalizing, holding suspension, you know, suspending folks either too long or not long enough. It's just weird. They're inconsistent. And this is just one of my favorite examples. Like you can break a leg. You can shatter a femur doing that. And I just I, to me, I just I, even even the look, like it doesn't it doesn't look like in any way, shape, or form that, that guy is going for a player. No. I mean he, he the only way they justify is say, well, he was kind of in the vicinity. Yeah, he was in the same zip code. But, uh, you know, that's that's really as far as you can take it. So this once again begs the question, what professional sports organization is the most poorly run sports organization? Right now it's MLB. But, you know, up until <laughs> up until then, it was the I, NHL. It's recent. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. We're, we're baseball's like doomed baseball so doomed. they're not yeah it's it's just it's just like, ridiculous and people who say that it's gonna it's gonna recover from the i i have serious serious doubts so we'll ugh, we'll leave it at that because this isn't a baseball podcast all right we're gonna we're gonna close the book on negative town we've, we've been i'm gonna that's me closing the book on negative town right there uh when we come back we're gonna talk some nhl standings because it's been a couple of weeks um and see if we can cleanse the palate a little bit. Does that sound good, Dave? Oh, cleanse away, sir. That sounds like a good plan. Okay. Hopefully, and hopefully I come back. Hopefully the Russians haven't come to take me away. Uh, and, and it won't just be David Ungar all by himself. Uh, because you're listening to Hockey Talk on ChairShot Radio, part of the ChairShot Radio Network here on the ChairShot.com. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. All right, we are back. But before we talk about hockey standings, I'm going to do what I usually do before the commercial break, after the commercial break. And that is to remind you that if you love what we do here on the ChairShot Radio Network, and if you love Hockey Talk, if you love all of our shows like Bandwagon Nerds, the DWI Podcast, Pot is War, Attitude of Aggression, Business, all of that fun stuff, get yourself over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and invest in a chair shot shirt. We have all kinds of great designs to choose from. I'm wearing one today myself. I'm wearing the hashtag save tag team wrestling shirt. One of my favorites, Ardent Belief. I just listened to a really depressing podcast where Bruce Pritchard explained why tag team wrestling sucks in the WWE. Basically, not enough time and it's too expensive. So I, I don't totally get the too expensive part, but whatever. My point is, if you love what we do, if you want to support us, if you want to get something that feels nice on your giblets, get it soft style for a few dollars more than the $19.99 that you pay for a standard style over at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. As Christopher Platt would say, we're not just a website. We're a movement. Support us over at ProWrestlingTees forward slash the ProWrestlingTees.com 
forward slash the chair shot. All right, now that I've stumbled over that business, I'm going to get right to it. Two weeks ago on these uh, on these airwaves, I said the Blues were the team most likely to, to eat a dick and tumble out of the playoff picture. And they listened to this podcast two weeks ago and were like, fuck you, Patrick O'Dowd. We're going to go off and win four out of our last five, three of which were on the road. One last night again at home in dominating fashion. Actually, they were they were pretty solid uh, all the way through. And here here we are, a game back or so of the Avalanche. I I, I, I don't know. A game know. a game back, but twelve points behind. So yeah, twelve points behind, but a game back. Um, well, I, I don't know. We don't tie a lot. Sorry, we don't go to overtime very much. That's no. problem. I mean. Here's the thing is uh, the hottest team in hockey over the past since we last talked about this. Clearly, the Calgary Flames just had a 10 game win right. streak snapped by Vancouver. Um, they've bolted to the top of the Pacific and look like they might be able to make some noise. And I mean, the, the L.A. Kings are not. I tell you, man, watching a lot, reading a lot of stuff about trade scenarios and people who could be going to places. The Kings are like one or maybe two people away from actually being a threat i think out in the in the west you know maybe can't threaten colorado but um earlier this week the uh and i don't i don't mean to like just completely detract away from the standings but the nashville predators have said they're shopping philip forsberg and this was the worst philip forsberg and for people who don't remember was drafted by the washington capitals and was the subject of universally considered by capitals fans as the worst trade in the history of the franchise when we got rid of him for fucking Martin Erat. And I know everybody in Washington is saying, can we like get Philip Forsberg back? Can we trade some people away? Uh, you know, get him back. Um, I tell you, if he ends up in the L with the LA Kings though, they become extremely dangerous. I have no idea why Nashville is looking to shop this guy. He's a superstar for them. Um, they're sitting in the uh, first wild card spot right now. I, I don't get it. I'm not sure what's going on there. Yeah, I mean that that sounds more like a, a different sort of clash and not anything to do with play. I, I guess my question, Caps fans, is can Philip Forsberg play goal? No, he can't, and that's the problem. Then, then I don't think you need Philip Forsberg. So, yeah, I would say you know. It was so funny. You look at these standings. Uh, the Eastern Conference hasn't really changed much. No, the Rangers are up there. No, and I think we we said a couple weeks ago that the East looks pretty well settled. I mean, Columbus is chipping away at the at Boston and Washington's gap for the wild card. But you know, I say chipping away. They're still nine points back of Boston, ten points back of the Caps. Uh, the Caps are going into a very, very difficult part of their schedule where we're going to find out, you know, I mean, teams like you, you talk about goaltending, which we've talked about with them, you know, okay, maybe they're going to do okay against Philly, which is starting in just a few minutes. But after that, you go and play Toronto, you play Carolina. So two of the best teams in the East who are going to exploit and make very painfully clear just how woefully bad the Caps goaltending is. But yeah, the East, Look at, you're trying to take a page out of my book. I am. But, you know, I uh, think like another team we buried a couple weeks ago, I think uh, Dr. S'mores buried him as well, was the Edmonton Oilers, who went right off on a tear and are now in the last wild card spot, proving us, all of us, all three of us, that we don't know what the hell we're talking about. 
at the end of the day, hockey's fascinating to me because of these these ebbs and flows. Because I, I fully expect, you know, I'm joking. You know, I joked about, oh, the Blues are on this winning streak. I fully expect, though, them to go on another losing run. Like, it's just what happens. It, just, it really is. And so, oh, I love this game. I love it because it's so unpredictable. I love it because because t- you you need eighty two games to you know really flesh out where a season's going to go. It's why seven game series that you know the best playoffs in all of sports are, in my opinion, are still the hockey our hockey playoffs. Oh, absolutely, and uh, and I don't even think it's close. And I, I think you know we talked about Major League Baseball. This is a real opportunity to completely supplant Major League Baseball as the number three sport in the country. Oh sure, like the NBA and the NFL. Like no, no, that's not going to happen. Right. Or, or NASCAR makes that big run back, uh, because you know I don't know. It's got some baggage. makes it makes it tough for us liberal hippies up in the up in the Northeast <laughs> to get by. Yeah, uh, exactly. I I mean, this is the time of year though. We're down to the last thirty games of the regular season, right. and I and watching watching the Caps Rangers the other night, um, which was a really good game up to a point up to the point where Starokin or the Rangers goalie or whatever his name is to me, I watched that game and said, this is the difference between the two teams right now is one has elite level goaltending and the other one doesn't. And, and, you know, we, the caps put a lot of stuff on, on him and he just shrugged off everything other than Ovi got a goal late to break up the shutout. But you know, they, the announcers that made the comment that this is the time of the year when you feel a definite, the intensity starts ratcheting up because you're in the home stretch now. I mean, yeah, we're not quite there. The trade deadline's way late this year, but it's coming up. Teams are going to make moves. Um, you start feeling a different intensity in these games, and I think that's going to carry over across the league. So, yeah, I'm I'm really curious. I mean, the East, maybe Columbus can make a run. I don't know if they can make a big enough run to make a difference, um, but the West is going to be a dogfight to the to the bitter end pretty much i mean yeah edmonton dallas anaheim are in a virtual tie for the last wild card spot vancouver's only three points back uh, so yeah the west is going to be fun it, it, it makes for television man makes for good good television good sports and keeps fans engaged longer so that's that is the appeal there all right before the russians take me again uh <laughs> I think I am going to put an early end to our talk of the of the standings this week because I got to troubleshoot my computer. But um, I did want to share one other fun story uh, that's hockey related, but not connected to the NHL. And that was last weekend. Um, I got uh, I won tickets to a University of Massachusetts hockey game versus the University of Connecticut. And I remember it was funny. I was like, oh, these are going to be like shit seats um, and and whatever. But I I was able to – the little O'Dowd has shown marginal interest in hockey when I'm watching because he plays soccer and he's like, oh, it's kind of like soccer with sticks and uh, on ice. And I'm like, yes, but no. Uh, (laughs) Kind of, but not at all. You know, they put a thing in a goal. But – regardless he was like oh it's let's go and i was like oh okay well uh he's like who are they playing i'm like oh they're playing yukon now the little doubt is all on board with the university of connecticut and sports uh because when he a couple years ago uh, i used to work there 
and uh, with Greg DeMarco, actually. Greg DeMarco and I used to work there. And Greg DeMarco's former supervisor, they um, they house the Husky, uh, Jonathan the Husky. Like, they take care of the dog. And so we, we I was with my dad and, and the little O'Dowd, and I tagged myself at the game, just being like, oh, hey, because the University of Illinois was actually playing them back during the Lovey Smith era. So like my dad and I are decked out in our orange and blue. Little O'Dowd is is with us. And it was one of those early fall days where it's like nice and warm in the sun, but freezing in the shade. And I check in on Facebook, I tag myself, and I get this message from uh, my these former coworkers. Hey, we're here with Jonathan today. Would you like to bring your son around and you can meet you can meet Jonathan? And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Let's do it. So I took the little O'Dowd down. He met Jonathan the Husky, was enamored with Jonathan the Husky, decided he was cold and needed some gear, got himself a Yukon football hoodie, and thus a fandom was born. And so he was very proud to wear his Yukon hoodie to the UMass hockey game with me the two of us we took a picture side by side me and my umass hoodie him and his yukon hoodie and he got to watch his first full hockey game where yukon won despite being outshot by 20 shots uh, i think the final final tally was like 37 to 17 and yet umass lost and like it was weird because umass controlled the puck the whole game game like i don't know how yukon won the game but they did and the little O'Dowd got to go home happy. But it was the first sporting event that I've taken my son to where he hasn't asked to go home early. And so to me, that was an exciting win. And it was great. And our seats were, while high up, were center ice. So we could see the whole, all of the action going on. It was so great. And, you know, our next, the next big home game for, for UMass is against Boston College before they start heading into the bean pot and some of the other college hockey tournaments. So excited, excited for that. Maybe going to try to go again since he had such a good time. Yeah. We can never have too many hockey fans in the world. And, and that's for sure. It excites me because if this continues, I might be able to get into some Springfield Thunderbird games and Springfield is the AHL affiliate for the St. Louis blues. So for me, it's kind of a double whammy. You can take my kid to see some hockey games and see some future players for my franchise. That's the hope. Folks, find hockey. It's an exciting sport to watch. It's a lot of fun. And I disagree with anybody who says there's no real strategy involved. Watch the game. You will see it's more than just a bunch of dudes skating around trying to find a shot. There, There is, there is play to be made. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I wish that some of my guys would make plays because the Flyers scored 11 seconds into the first period and on the first oh. shot i mean that's ridiculous damn you claude Giroux! a great, a great kayfabe tuesday for david ongar all right folks i think that's going to do it for this week's edition of hockey talk i am truly sorry for the technical difficulties i don't understand what was going on with skype other than like i said it's my personal belief the russians were hacking my my feed so we're going to run with that Dave, before we get out of here, tell everybody where they can find you out there in the nerdosphere, in the nerdosphere, in the interwebs, and on the Chairshot Radio Network. Uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter at Attitude Ag, that is at Attitude AGG, and on Facebook.com slash Attitude of Aggression. 
And you can follow me on the Twitter at Wrestling Realist. That is at W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Hockey Talk. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Hopefully next week the Russians will leave me alone. Until that time, for David Ungar, happy Tuesday. You've been listening to Hockey Talk on ChairShot Radio, part of the ChairShot Radio Network here on thechairshot.com. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.